the middle. You're with Julian on the brown note and a review of what came out in July in the cinema in Australia but is now out on DVD, Behind the Candelabra, which is a biopic of the entertainer Liberace who came to prominence in the 1950s as a virtuoso piano player uh, who started off quite classically virtuoso and then uh, descended into pure showmanship in theatre. And he was the first person broadcast on British television. He had the Liberace show and he was one of the world's highest paid entertainers throughout most of his career, certainly from the 1950s up until his death in 1987. And even though it was completely obvious to me as a 10-year-old that Liberace was uh, possibly the gayest man that had ever lived, apparently it was still broadly unknown. But then again, looking back at Freddie Mercury, even when he died, a lot of Queen fans didn't accept that he was gay either. Um, But this story mainly focuses on his young lover at the time, Scott Thornton, who wrote a memoir behind the candelabra and ended up having a a five-year relationship with Liberace that all soured at the end. Uh, due to Thornton's, well, alleged drug use and um, this things falling apart, and he ended up suing Liberace for palimony in the end. Um, so it's based on his book, and it stars Matt Damon as Scott Thornton and Michael Douglas as Liberace, and follows the pair from when they meet, uh, when Liberace is already in his sixties, um, until uh, Liberace's passing in 1987, when the couple were already estranged. And this is a clip from one of the most famous elements, which is when Liberace actually asks a plastic surgeon to make Scott into his likeness, which is kind of the... Uh, Matt Damon and Michael Douglas are the main reason to see this film, though Steven Soderbergh has always been an excellent director of Traffic and Sex, Lies and Videotape. I think Contagion was uh, one of the most recent ones. And he's given, he says he's given up on filmmaking after this. He tried to make it for a while and the major networks turned it down for being too gay. And given the enormous success of Brokeback Mountain, and which is a brilliant film, and the wildly overrated Milk, that would seem a little bit churlish. It's not like nobody knew who Liberace was. Their performances are the reason to come and they're both absolutely magnificent. I was tossing up in my head, it's almost like it is more Matt Damon's film. And he's the best he's ever been in this. Um, And I couldn't quite equate who I thought was better because Michael Douglas has one of those plus and minus having to do a caricature of somebody with an incredibly vivid personality, almost like Meryl Streep with Margaret Thatcher. Where does imitation stop and acting begin? Whereas Matt Damon's not encumbered by that at all. And he does a great job and both of them are absolutely outstanding. There's an awful lot I liked about the movie. It it felt like it was going to descend into nastiness and awfulness. And it actually remained, for the most part, a really warm story about Liberace. And there was a lot of sadness in there about the loneliness of his life as one of the most famous people on the planet. And also the fact that he was, broadly speaking, living a lie because he pretended to be uh, fascinated by women his whole life and used to have what they call beards, which are of a act- I think Barbara Winters has come forward and said that she was one of Liberace's beards, which is uh, usually a female starlet that wants some fame and hangs around with uh, a gay guy pretending to be his partner or even his wife. Um, and virtually all the movie is their relationship. And I think they do a wonderful job. I think they do a very credible job of uh, creating this relationship and it's kind of nice that the movie does exist on this personal level. 
It's a little bit long and it's a little bit repetitive. Um, but other than that, it's a warm, easy watch. It's quite uh, strong at times in the sex department. Uh, and there's a big focus on that about Liberace's sexuality, not just being gay, but the fact that uh, Scott Thornton is much less wild in his uh, sexuality than Liberace is, who, who seem to get into the seamier side of things. And it does all go to pot at the end when Scott starts to break down and Liberace starts to look elsewhere. But for the most part, it's a warm story. And even though they have this court case and everything else, they seem to have reconciled by the end of uh, Liberace's life uh, when he died of AIDS complications in 1987. Uh, one of Obviously, this was around the time Rock Hudson and, and these were one of the first celebrities where it was made worldwide knowledge that they'd actually passed from AIDS. And the reason that he was um, reported in the press as having died from AIDS is because I think the coroner refused to allow them to say that he hadn't because it was a legal matter to actually have the correct cause of death recorded. So I'm going to give this film, it's um, it's well shot, but it is shot like a TV movie. Um, and the most impressive visual aspects are when Liberace's stage show gets more and more grandiose up to the point where he's arriving on stage in a, a Rolls Royce and levitating from the ceiling and so on. But mainly it's just this very lonely guy who's desperately in love with his fans and that's such a rarity for somebody he seems completely uncynical when it comes to his fan base and that's one of the reasons why he was so popular for so long because this mass of housewives that used to watch his show and love him he genuinely loved back and used to give it all for them so it's certainly worth watching and some of the best acting i've seen this year i'm going to give it an eight out of ten for behind the candelabra